0: Welcome to the River Valley podcast. River Valley is a group of people seeking to connect to Jesus and connect to each other. And we're excited that you're here. Whether you're listening at home, on the job, maybe at the gym, in the car, wherever you're joining us, I hope that you'll open up your heart, open up your mind, and receive a fresh word from the Lord today. Enjoy the message. Amen. Man, I'm so thankful you guys are here. You can be turning your Bibles to Ephesians chapter 5 today. Continuing in our series Permit to quit And so uh, if you are new here I'm going to catch you up You're right on time No problem with that and we're gonna we're gonna look at how we can continue this. And so the idea of permission to quit is that you quit your old life, you you leave some things behind, and learn how to grow and and uh, progress in your relationship with Jesus. And so part of that, or let me make sure that you understand where we are today, and if you're if you're new or if you're a guest with us. So here's the whole pattern. So first we take off the old, and so we talked about uh, just like clothes. Sometimes you've got to reevaluate your life, and there. Some parts of it that you want to change And so the first step that you have to do Is to take off the old And how and we talked about how God can show you Instead of piling on A bunch of things How God can show you the, the specific next step Or the next sin that he, He's like hey let's, let's deal with this Let's, let's take off the old and then, and then secondly How to renew your mind And how to think differently And how to understand what is happening uh, In your life And how to apply the word of God to that and then next, we're gonna look. We looked at uh, te- put on the new, and so you've got new clothes, new attitudes, new actions, new thoughts in your life. And so today, we're gonna look at maximize your time. In other words, how to use all of these things together as a, in a continual process, because this is not something you do once and you're like, I'm good. This is a continual process. The Bible calls Saint where we learn to be holy, where we learn to to grow in our relationship towards Jesus Christ. And so uh, at the front end, many times this is a sin that we take off but in the later steps there's there's many times that God wants us to take off certain things so that we have room and margin in our life one of the really common things is is he says hey let's take off some of your screen time that's very common like it's not wrong to surf social media it's not wrong to watch tv but there are times where God's like hey let's use some of this time let's take that off so that we can we can add so, some new here And so those, those are really important uh, Concepts uh, for us to do So Ephesians chapter 5 uh, Oh oh, Wait uh, so, <laughs> so The reason this is so important Is we're about to read that, that if we don't learn To maximize our time, here's what happens Is that the Bible says, we're about to read it That the days are evil In other words, if you don't Make a plan for your time For your life and how you spend it then you're not just going to drift into being holy and good. The days are evil, the Bible warns. So without a plan and without a thought of how to spend your life, you will have much more of a tendency to drift into evil. So the Bible shows us how to do that today. So Ephesians 5, beginning in verse 15. Pay careful attention then to how you live, not as unwise people, but as wise. Verse 16 is the key verse, making the most of your time because the days are evil. 17, don't be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. And don't get drunk with wine, which leads to reckless living, but be filled by the Spirit, speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making music with your heart to the Lord, giving thanks always for everything to God, the Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, submitting to one another in the fear of Christ." So how are we going to make the best use of our time? I've read a lot. I I read a lot of this kind of literature. And so I've read actually a lot of books on time management, how to use your time well. In fact, I was reading a book this week that had a whole chapter on how to use your time effectively. uh, And I want to be careful here that when you say maximize your time, sometimes... The, the the time management genre as a whole is meant for those type of people that wake up in the morning and are excited and ready to go, and they attack their day with gusto, and they come home in the evening and they still have energy left over, and they go to bed dreaming about and can't wake up, can't wait to wake up and do it again the next day. I hate those people. That's not that's, all right. If that's you, man, that's how God made you. Fantastic. Get after it. That's not me. Sometimes you just want to look at them and go, take a nap, man. Uh, So that's not what I'm doing. And I'm not, I don't want to scare you off. And then I'm going to uh, just heap on more stuff to your busy life. Make the most of your time. You've got five minutes, man. You could do a lot in five minutes, you know, and that's true. But sometimes when you got five minutes, you ought to just wander the hall and bother other people that are working. That's okay as well. It's fine. I'm not trying to get you to just fill in every single gap with productivity and get going. That's that's not what the Lord is talking about when he says, make the most use of your time. He's, He's talking about understanding your life, understanding how to use the time that you have been given wisely and efficiently and effectively for the kingdom of God and how he wants you to do those. And sometimes that really and truly is with just taking some time off, enjoying a nap. I mean, there, there, there are those moments. So, so when I say this, maximizing your time. Please don't think you're going to walk away the 400 page to do list to add to your already busy life. That's not what he's doing. He's trying to get you to understand how to use this process continually and effectively where you are right now in the season of life that you are. So, so two big ideas that he unpacks in other verses. So the first big idea is this: pay careful attention. Pay careful attention. In other words, be thoughtful and mindful of how you are using your time. Don't just let it go by and think, well, you know, that's it. That's the way it is. Because sometimes we, we kind of luck into or fall into things went well. But but this is for when we need to pay attention to our life and how we are using it effectively. And so that we are able to maximize our time. So pay attention to your time. I don't know if, if we, we don't do this, or I don't do this well, um, and I'm going to use this as, a, as an illustration of, there, there are some of you here, and, and you've been here for this series, there's some of you here, and you're already four weeks in to taking off the old, and you can say, hey, man, God convicted me, and I, I, I have taken off the old, and I've, I've got now four weeks under my belt of not going back to that sin fantastic way to go there's some of you that haven't started the process at all I don't know what I yelled at you last week I don't know what to say to you all right like do something with your life Uh, so but then there's a third group of you the third group of you is this you've taken off the old but you've relapsed somewhere in the last 28 days You've fallen off the wagon. In Christian, we call it backsliding. What what you 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 started well and you know and, and but you you didn't. Well, we need to learn how to pay careful attention to that period of time so that we can learn how to not go through that. Let me give you an example. I don't know. Uh, I am not a very ath- Naturally athletic person. Uh, shocking statement uh, And so so like but I really am i'm i'm i'm, I'm clumsy. I fall a lot Did, Have you ever fallen in front of people? Uh, because i've done it uh, like a lot uh, I, I, That's a fairly regular thing. And so I think it's part of the reason I, I make people laugh so I don't have to deal with my own pain and so, so so let me give you an example a few years ago my mentor was speaking at a college campus uh, during their chapel and I went to go see him and so I was so excited I said hey I'm gonna be there and I walked in I was like hey where's John and they said he's on the stage so I walked in uh from the back door like like I did and and I walked in but he wasn't on the stage he was out in the audience or, but there wasn't anybody there yet it was just me and him in this this theater he was out there so I was so excited I said John And I walked and I literally walked off the stage. Like, I mean, like, I'm not getting close because I'm really that clumsy. I'll fall, all right? So, but can you imagine thinking that you're gonna step? three feet where you I mean I bit it so hard I mean you know like and what do you do when you fall in front of people you jump up and you're like it's okay it's alright it's all you know like, that's my signature move everybody loves that one and and you know you're you're bleeding from your jugular you're like it's barely a flesh wound and, and you're embarrassed you're so like I was like I was like I can't believe I just you know cause it's like why why did you do that <laughs> I don't know and that's the way we are when we, when we fall down. When we fall in front, or especially when, when, when we, people see us or when we know, we feel embarrassed and we want to just jump up and go, it's all right, and just move on. But the Bible says, no, 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 let's pay careful attention to this moment because this moment has the insight so that we don't fall again. So the, the, the series title is Permission to Quit, the idea of permission to quit is to take off the old. It's not the temptation to try the process it didn't work and to quit the process. The process absolutely works every single time. We just have to realize that sometimes along the way that we have a setback for a moment. And that's acceptable. But let me tell you what, quitting as far as this process is inexcusable. The Bible says that we are to be sanctified. And he wants us to truly, truly learn in this process. So pay careful attention. So here's, here's how you do it. So um, whatever happened in the moment surrounding uh, how you fell, how you relapsed, how you fell off the wagon, or, or you need to really think through that moment. What was, the, what was happening? Where where were you? What was the internal feelings that you had? What were the internal thoughts that you had that led you back into that place? And so if you'll go to the actual moment where where you are tempted. Now, understand, temptation is not a sin. To To be tempted to go backwards, that's not a sin. The Bible says that Jesus was tempted just like us. He understands temptation. He understands every single temptation that you face. Yet Jesus, he can show us how to uh, um, overcome those things. So here's what we, hey, Stephen, will you bring me a microphone, please? So, hey, it's pretty cool when you're just like, hey, microphone. And they, I mean, you're like, that's awesome. You know, like later on, I'll be like, latte. And he'll, all right, so he'll do that. Like it's. Staff, man, I love it. It is great. So so, so we need to, um, we need, I totally I'm lost. Where am I? Who are you? What am I doing? All right, there we go. All right, there we go. Um, so we need to learn how to, how to pay attention. So what are those feelings? Like, what were you thinking? Because the process is, okay, I took off the old. Now I stand right here and I renew my mind. I renew my mind. What was I thinking? Well, well, once once it gets hold of me, once it's like um, it's inevitable that I'm gonna go back. Maybe you maybe you thought that way. Or you sat there and you fought it by willpower. Don't put on the jacket. Don't 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 whatever you do. Don't even look at the jacket. Don't, don't put it on. As, as opposed to renewing your mind. And so these are the verses that, that the Lord has given me uh, over this over this series that'm I'm, I'm memorizing right now. These are these are my verses that, that God has given me and, and when I have those moments like I speak those out, I literally speak those out, not just think them in my mind, I speak them out and, and I'm learning how to overcome. Now don't ask me what my verses are. They're the ones that the Lord gave me. And, and I mean, they're so special. If you'll look through this process, He'll give you some. And, and they will be just as, as real and special. And then there's other times uh, where, where that I have to go and, and and pick up the new. The Lord has given me some, some new activities that I'm I'm trying to over uh, overcome the old by doing some new things. And so, so Pay careful attention to this process and and you'll become more and more and more refined but don't give up because it's hard or it didn't work perfectly the first time pay attention to why it failed and you'll begin and you ask the holy spirit he will give you insight on how to overcome those things so so that really is the the way that you begin pay careful attention if you uh relapse so number two is understand the lord's will understand the lord's will what is god's will for your life and 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 I'm going to show you a process to, to actually be able to answer that and and, and know that. Like what, what is God's will for my life? And now the verse says that we just read, it says, don't be foolish. In other words, to not know the answer to this question. After I've shown you this and after you've gone through this for a while, like it's foolish not to do this. Because he really does have a will for you in your life. So, so how can you apply this? So this is what the Lord gave me. I love this. Oh, it's so good. This is like worth the price of admission. Uh, so we don't charge you anything to come in. So it's there you go. Uh, so, so sanctification, seasons, and specifics. So I'm going to unpack this this for you. So sanctification is what God wants for everyone, everywhere, all of the time. So this is, this is your process to be sanctified. So this applies 100% of the people in here that are believers across the world throughout time and seasons. Sanctification. Seasons is understanding, uh, the different seasons that you are in and then the specific will of God. So so let me let me unpack those. I'll come back to that if you're copying it down. I'll have that back up. So let me let me start you with sanctification. First Thessalonians verse four chapter four verse three says for this is God's will. Remember we're looking at this is the Lord's will. God's will is your sanctification. And then he gives a very specific example that you keep away from sexual immorality. So um so we're, there's nothing new that Christians tend to bring in sexual immorality into their life once they get saved. Because here's a verse 2,000 years ago telling people, like, you've got to learn to avoid that. You've got to learn how to get rid of that, how to take off the old in your life, God's will and your sanctification. Every single one of us is that He has that will for our life, that we are holy and just before Him. Now, you might be new to Christianity, or you might not have dealt with this issue before, and you say, "This is a part of my life right now. I've got I've got some immorality in in my life, either through my thoughts, through my words, or through my actions in, in, in the sexual realm that I know are not what God wants." Okay, well. God is going to tell us and God is going to bring to our attention in moments, and for many of you this might be it, where he says, okay, I want you to get rid of this. Get rid of sexual immorality in your life. And he's going to show you how. He's going to give you some power in just a moment to, to get through. And so, so sanctification is, is for all of us as you begin. And here's what's great about sanctification. Um, that's what this process is, by the way, this continual process. But God, when you get saved, God does not like go, all right, go to the church and they're going to give you a questionnaire and it's going to pop out the 58 things that you need to do to be sanctified. That would be overwhelming, wouldn't it? I mean, well, first of all, you wouldn't have 58 things on that list because you would lie about a lot of the things, right? And so you'd be like, I only got two. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. So that's not the way God works. God God will give you in your time, in your way, there's a few beginning steps. You get saved, you get baptized, you get connected in a church, and then he begins this process little by little of showing you, take off the old, renew your mind, put on the new, let's do it again. Take off the old, and he shows you this process. It really is, guys, I'm telling you, it really can come to the point where in your Christianity you say, I have no prevailing sins. Now, I'm not saying you say, I never sin. Like, I'm not even tempted to sin. Be careful with that. But God wants to help you to overcome where you have no prevailing, repetitive, uh, habitual sins that you can overcome. Even those ones that are deep, deep deep-seated addictions that you have tried to get rid of before. God's will is your sanctification. And he shows us a starting place at least with sexual immorality now let 's talk about seasons. Seasons are fun because seasons are different sanctification is for everyone, but seasons are for the people that are in that season of their life and God specifically says some things for those seasons so So let me show you the different, some of the different seasons that we have represented here at river valley okay so i 'm going to have if this applies to you raise your hand. Um, everyone's going to eventually raise their hand, all right? So I'm not calling you out. Don't, don't look at, right? So so you're all going to raise your hands, or you're going to be that, I'm not raising my hand, all right? You know, one of the two, all right? Well, come on, Grandpa. Let's get with it. All right, here we go. All right, so if if you are single, raise your hands. Single, raise your hand. If you're single and want to be married, I'd look around real quick. All right, there you go. Uh, so, all right, you can put your hands down. I mean, <laughs> That, that happened in my church. I was, I was in a little bitty church, and uh, there, were, there were three singles there. It was me, shocker, and uh, my wife and her boyfriend. And uh, so I was like, if I can get rid of him, I think I got a shot. And so, so stranger things have happened. All right. If you're married, raise your hand. Married, raise your hands. All right. Cool. Put them down. Uh, if you're married with little children at home, raise your hand. Oh, very good, very good, put them down If you are married with teenagers, wearily, raise your hand Ah, oh, there you go, a little bit less, alright Empty nesters, raise your hand Yeah, let's hear it loud and proud I mean, I'm telling you right now I wouldn't have had kids at all if I'd have known empty nesting was so much fun Ah, uh, I mean, it's great So, uh, if you're retired, raise your hand, raise your hand There you go, fantastic So, so different Seasons, And so, you, you know, I've talked to you a lot about being an empty nester. I'm about two years into being an empty nester. And there's a, there's a reason for that. I want you to see me in this process of learning how to do this next step effectively. But I also want you to hear when I talk about my life that I'm an empty nester and that's a season. And you shouldn't just swallow whatever I say and try to apply it to your life. Because empty nesting has some time advantages that when you have little children, doesn't have. I don't have children. So time is not uh, near as, as stretched and filled in when you're an empty nester. Now I have less time than someone who's retired but I have more time than, than someone who's uh, uh, got little children at home. So you have to learn how to do those. We don't do this well in Christianity. If we discover something, we think it's for everyone. Let me give you my, my favorite new example. Uh, so this is a book. that's kind of going around in Christianity right now. It's called The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry. The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry. And it's got a, got a in the, the cover, it's got a line through hurry. Like, no more hurry. And I can't tell you the number of people in Christianity I've heard say, You gotta read this book. This the, everyone needs to read that you gotta read this book. And I was coaching some pastors last year, and there was a pastor, and he was like, You guys gotta read this book, and I'm gonna give it to all of my staff to read. And I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Don't do that. Do not do that. Because specifically in this case, I knew one of his staff members, and I was like, look. If you tell everyone that they need to read The Ruthless and Elimination of Hurry, that's not true because you have some staff members who need to read a book called Hurry. Hurry, all right? Like circle and underline, like get after it, man. Shuck some corn for the love of all that is good. Do something with your life. And the people that are like, I'm reading this book right now. Man, it's just changed my life. I just, and you're like, I mean, if you go any slower, moss is going to grow on you, all right? Throw that book away and burn it. Read Hurry by Cody. It's three pages, you know, get after it. So it's a season. It's seasons. And if you don't understand the season that you're in and what you're supposed to do in that season, then you're going to listen to someone give you advice and you're going to feel guilty. That you can't do it or don't do it. Like I can tell you how how I spend time with Melinda and and but we have time, uh, we have more money. I've I've done the same job for a lot of years, so my my wages have increased versus when we were first starting. We we are uh, we have uh, some children off the payroll, so we have like there's a lot of things in there that if you don't understand that you're just, oh I'm not doing very good. You're doing fine. Understand God's will for the season that you're in. So, so I'll, I'm going to speak in the next few weeks uh, about uh, marriage. We're going to speak about uh, raising children. We're going to speak about work-related issues that Ephesians deals with. Lots of good, good practical ways because you not only want to listen to advice from someone who's uh, in your season, you also want to listen to advice for people who are ahead of you who did it well. So many times I think we look around to the people that are in our same season. They're like, what are we doing? And you take, you know, that is the blind leading the blind many times. Look to people who have done well ahead of you and be like, hey, can I ask you a question? Can I, can I get some input and understand the seasons? Then we get to the very end, which is specific. This is what we often think of as the Lord's will. The Lord's will. In other words, uh, He's got this for everyone, that's sanctification. He's got this for married people, or this for single people, or this for, you know, got children at home, that's your season. But specific is God's will for your life. Specific is this next stage of your life, this next period. This is what God says, I wanna see from you, I, w- I wanna show you. And let me tell you what. God can do whatever he wants. And so God might show you specific very first. He's in charge, I'm not. But normally, the Bible says, he who has been faithful with little can handle much. If you will be faithful in sanctification and faithful in seasons, then you can go and ask the Lord, what do you have next for me? And there is a wonderful moment in Christianity where God shows you what he has for you. Where he whispers, this isn't for everyone. This is a secret between you and I. This is what I made you for. And when God tells you your purpose in life, you don't look around and be like, well, what about him? I want that. Or what about you? You go, it is. This is how I'm wired. This is what I want to do. This is... Oh, it's so exciting and invigorating and wonderful. And he gives other people their specifics. And you're like, well, I don't want that. But when he gives it to you, you're like, oh, yeah. Know what the Lord's will is. Put yourself in that category so that sanctification uh, works right. Now, he gives us several ways to do this. I don't know about you, but I always feel like when I read this passage of Scripture... He's talking about the Lord's will and how to use your time. And then it feels like he throws in this verse, don't get drunk with wine. It feels out of place to me. It feels like, oh, and for the teenagers in the room, don't drink, all right? Yeah, just kind of like, and move on. I mean, it's, it's very, uh, it feels oddly misplaced to me. There's a reason in it is what he's talking about. He says, okay, now let's talk about how to actually see this happen, this, this God's will in your life. And he says, first of all, watch out who controls you. How do we know? He says, when you are drunk with wine or just alcohol is what he's talking about, then then you need to understand that that is, um, leads to reckless living. So we've seen that. You've seen that in either your own life or someone you've been around where, where something happens because of alcohol that wouldn't happen if, if you or that person were sober. And and by the grace of God, many times it's it's just a lesson in like, oh, I need to pay attention to this because, you, you know, we can all, I mean, like every great Texas story begins with some guy going, here, hold my beer and watch this. I get that, right? But the problem is, is that a lot of times nothing happens, but the problem is when you don't learn from that lesson and how dangerous and reckless that actually is, over time, what can happen is those consequences can poof, come down on you. Be careful of alcohol in its control of you. That's what that's what uh, drunkenness is, is, is that you are different because you are drinking. And and that control, where does it lead you? Recklessness, reckless living. So instead, be filled with the Spirit. Be filled with the Spirit. Instead of the control of alcohol pointing you towards recklessness, let's use the Spirit. Why? So that we can be controlled by God and empowered by God. So God's not saying here, hey, quit this sin over here and start doing this over here. He's saying, I'm going to give you the Holy Spirit to empower this process. That's what, that's what filling of the Spirit is. We have the Spirit when we are saved, but now we are filled with the Spirit when we... Uh, here, here, I did this a while back, but here, here's, the, here's how to be filled with the Spirit. First of all, you submit. You submit, you look around, and you're like, God, you get everything. You submit. And then, I mean, you're really and truly saying, God, you get what I think, where I go, how I spend my money, what I drink or don't drink, what I watch or don't watch, everything. That's submit, and you do it with every area of your life. And then number two, you get rid of, the Bible says in the verse we just read, don't grieve the Holy Spirit. You, it's like exhaling carbon dioxide. You get rid of, you, you confess sin in your life, and then you are filled with the Spirit of God. You say, God, fresh and anew, give me your control and your power to live out this, this model so that I can know what the Lord's will is cuz cuz frankly sometimes when the Lord shows you his will you're like oh it's it's the same kind of overwhelm over here but you can be over you're like how how could I even accomplish that how could I even like how could that happen and God's like let me show you I'm not going to give you all 4 you know 400 steps but today here's what I want and I'm going to empower you and make make moments of opportunity it's it's amazing it's amazing to see and then he says something about uh, participation in the kingdom of God. That we've got to look, he says, speak to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Encouraging one another as we see the day approaching. And giving thanks and submitting to one another. He's talking about using the church and participating in the church. So the way I wrote it was, you're either a participant or a spectator. You're either a participant in the work of God here at River Valley or... Or you're a spectator. Now, if you're new to Christianity or you're checking it out, man, it's okay to be a spectator at first. Now, I would I would actually encourage you to jump in and, and sing and worship with us. But from time to time, it's kind of interesting to, to not participate and to stand back and, and to spectate and to watch. Because you're not going to see a bunch of people like, oh, this is the part where we have to sing. Oh, this is the part where we have to listen to the sermon. Oh, we got to give some money. No, 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 no. You're going to see people who love and wholeheartedly participate in the work of God. And and I mean like willingly and gladly and joyfully. But if this is your church, listen, don't watch others do this. Men, Men especially, I think, need to hear this. Literally sing to the Lord. Literally sing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. I mean, Vocally sing to one another. It encourages the people of God. Some of you are like, well, I don't have a good voice. And God says, I want you to sing to the Lord. It moves you. The Bible says our words move us towards Christ. And so so I want you, like if you if you come in and you're like kind of watching other people, you're a spectator. No, no, no. Jump in the game and be a participant in singing to the Lord. We're about to have that opportunity. And I want you to, uh, as well, he says, give thanks in all things. I've, um, uh, Probably most of last year and and this year, I've been overwhelmed. Like I was, first service is my service, by the way. I worship in the first service. Um, And so that's my service. I I give my best to the Lord uh, early in the morning, and, and I worship. I sit down front. I don't look at my notes. I don't work on my sermon. I mean, I'm down there. I'm doing exactly what I'm asking you to do, and I'm worshiping. But I've just been overwhelmed this last year of just man how much you know when we sing that the i see the evidence of your goodness all around me and just this morning i was like oh my goodness it's 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 it really has and i've told you a bunch lately it's it's my privilege to be the pastor of river valley like we had 1011 Uh, people last week here at river valley we had 250 uh, children in our children's ministry and we're growing tremendously and we're not growing because a thousand people are going you got to come and hear my pastor that is not what is happening here i I promise you i promise you it is you got to come and see what the lord is doing i'm doing my very best but man god's doing something special and i i feel that that gratitude in my soul these days like i truly i'm like oh like i didn't do this i'm along for the ride and it's fantastic i love it i love it be a participant today in what god is is asking and calling of you and watch him show you wonderful wonderful new growth in your life i'm going to ask you to stand your feet and we're going to pray As you stand today, get the Bible says, um, "Pay careful attention." Has there been moments where you're like, "Man, I've, I've you, you know, I've, I've, I've not tried to do this this process of sanctification. I've listened to sermons, but i have not really tried it, you know, or or um, you're you've not participated with the people of God regularly, or or Man, pay attention to your life. Where is it that you need to like freshly submit to Jesus as Lord? The Bible says we give thanks to the, the Lord Jesus Christ. That's, that's His salvation in our life and His that we submit to Him. God, you are in control. If you've not done that, giving Jesus your life through salvation that he forgives your sins and sets you free right where you are today let Jesus forgive your sins through his death on the cross through his burial in the tomb through his resurrection If there are areas of your life where you know you've not submitted to Jesus as Lord just, just confess those to him Ask Him to help you with this process of sanctification. Take off the old. Renew your mind. Put on the new. Maximize your time. Do it again and again and again and again. What is the Lord's will of your life? Well, let's let's start with an easy one. We know the Lord's will is what He said to do. So, Sing to one another psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. So decide right now, you're going to sing or not. (laughs) Don't just kind of not decide and not do it. I want you to verbalize in your mind, are you going to do it or not? Are you going to be a worshiper or not? It's easy in this place. Like, I mean, there's so many, but some of you, like, it's a weird hurdle. Get over it and start literally singing. It says, sing to one another. It is encouraging for the body of Christ. It is biblical for them to sing praises to God. And so this, make a decision. I don't know everything about the Lord's will, but I know what his desire is for me for the next three minutes, and that's to worship him. Lord, we acknowledge you as Savior and Lord today, and we worship you. Help us to worship you in spirit and truth, for you are worthy, Jesus. Amen. Thank you for listening. I pray that the message gave you hope, that you were inspired, you were challenged. And I want to also encourage you that if you'd like to join us live, you can go to MyRiverValley.Church or download the River Valley app for more info about service times, directions, and ministries. And thank you for giving. Your generosity and how you serve as our church family is so important to us. You are helping reach people for the gospel of Jesus. You can go to myrivervalley.church slash give for more details there as well. We'll see you next week.